It's the More Sports Now podcast covering your teams in New York and New Jersey. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Laughlin in our Jersey studio. We have John McAlevey on the line. Today we'll check in on our local NFL teams and uh, we'll start with the Giants. And uh, what do we have here, Johnny? An impressive uh, debut from uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, I got to say, he's better than I thought. And uh, they pull out a win in Tampa. They get a break. They beat a very bad Redskin team who just fired their coach. And then they play two good teams. They, they lose to Minnesota and New England. Look, it, it, it was looking like a, a absolute dire season. And, you know, they, they wake up. The Daniel Jones move, you know, really sparked the team. But then, of course, Minnesota, New England, both very good teams. They uh, right. uh, Daniel Jones gets gets challenged here. And of course he was awful against the Patriots, three interceptions. So uh, reality sets in, but it's not so bad with the giants. Now we haven't talked about no. him in a while. So uh, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, I, count me down as one of the people that was scratching my head when they rushed to the podium to take Daniel Jones at number six, I, I just about fell off my couch. I was not in favor of the pick, but I will be the first one to say, you know, my bad, because so far, uh, so good. He's been really good since they brought him in. Uh, they won two games in a row, and then you mentioned they stepped up in competition. They lost at home to a good Minnesota team and went to New England, and I thought they played very well. They were in that game at halftime, even into the third quarter, with, with Daniel not playing so well. But let me just throw this out at you. In his games, I think he took a total of maybe eight snaps with Saquon Barkley in the backfield with him. So he's had, he's had a running back committee of John Hilleman who puts the ball on the ground more than he carries it over the line. And Elijah Penny, those are the two running backs he's had. He hasn't had Sterling Shepard for much. He did not have Evan Engram last week in new England. So he's getting all of those guys back except Shepard, I think is still on the concussion protocol, but he should have Saquads in the backfield behind mm-hmm. him. And Evan Engram will be back as well. I know that Arizona gives up a gouging amount of yards offensively through the air, mostly um, a lot of that to tight ends. So let's see at home against a team that they should beat with uh, with a full arsenal at his hand. I'll be interested to see how he does. He's got to be able to get that ball out of his hands quickly. Yeah, Ingram gives him uh, a better target. As you said, Arizona's been vulnerable to the tight ends. But it's really, to me, the return of Saquon Barkley. He can catch those swing passes coming out of the backfield. He can run for yardage as well. So you have to respect both the run and the pass. It's going to be a huge lift for the Giants. However, when he drops back to pass, he's going to have to get rid of that ball because he is just getting crushed still. That offensive line is still yielding more uh, hard hits than any quarterback should have to face. That being said, he stood in there. He's taken them. He's obviously a leader, and this team definitely, absolutely, positively is better with him than with Eli. It's clear the move had to be made. No knock on Eli, a great giant, and maybe a Hall of Famer. I know that argument could go on all night long. There are some in favor, some against. But the fact of the matter is they're a better team uh, with um, Danny Dimes in charge. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And, you know, I didn't really see it coming, but but he he has been up to um, up to the challenge. And I know there's been some really cool articles this week um, talking about the matchup at quarterback, you know, sort of the long and short of it, if you will, um, with Kyler Murray 
who the last two weeks, you know, the first couple of weeks, he struggled a little bit. The last two weeks, he's been really good. Uh, the number one pick and, and all the accolades with him in college last year, winning the Heisman Trophy, throwing for, I think, like 52 touchdowns uh, or some crazy number. And, and then you juxtapose that with Daniel Jones, who I think in four years only threw in the 40s of touchdowns for his whole career. And, um, you know, because his team was, his teammates were not all that great. And the line wasn't that great. So it, it should be a really fascinating matchup. One guy's like five, nine, five, ten. The other Danny Dimes, as you say, is six foot five. There's a lot there to, to really dig yourself, uh, dig your teeth into this weekend. No question. And the Cardinals do get uh, someone back in their secondary. Uh, Patrick Peterson is back. He had been out on a suspension. So that will help shore things up because he's pretty damn good. So that sure. will make them feel better. And you know what's been good to see from an Arizona standpoint? And I have no dog in that fight. But uh, on the running back spot, they've been just able to see a resurrection of David Johnson's career. I mean, he was gifted and great, and then he got hurt, and you just wonder what was going to happen. But, boy, he's just uh, he's just wonderful. So the Giants will have their hands full. I don't think Arizona is going to be an easy walkover. No team on the Giants' schedule will be, that's for sure. Uh, Giants are three-point favorites, which basically says that the bookies think it's a push. So they better come out and play. Uh, otherwise, uh, they'll be hanging their heads. Back to Daniel Jones, and, you know, it's funny how, you know, we were hanging Gettleman there, and, and then still there's an argument that they, got, they could have got him later in the draft. You know, I didn't realize. I, I thought he could run a little. He can run a lot. He's much more mobile than I realized. And I got to tell you, in terms of just putting the ball right on the money, man, I mean, everything that Gettleman saw in him is, 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 is spot on, man. I mean, pretty impressive. And, uh, and I, I agree, Matt. I agree. They're a much better team uh, with him at quarterback. And uh, it, it, certainly, it certainly adds a lot of juice to I, this. I this. think you're judging him. And, yeah, I'm having fun here. I think you're judging him in the tortoise and hare way. I think anyone would look better and faster than Eli Manning. Okay. So you're just looking at who is that yeah, giant but, quarterback? He looks like he but, can run. No, he's more mobile. There's no question. No, but I mean, listen, yeah. he, 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 it's much more mobile than I thought he'd be. I thought he could run a little. Like I said, he can he, he, he's, uh, he's, he can get out of the pocket, man. I mean, it's a whole different dynamic instead of, you know, come yeah. on, the Eli was a statue. He extends plays. Yeah. Yes. He's able to extend plays that Eli would just drop to his knees. I mean, like a statue. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just underscores how... You know, Eli, other than the one game where uh, where they pulled him, that he made every start of his career, which is amazing because he's a statue back there. I mean, mm-hmm. he can't move at all. Daniel is able to get out of the pocket. He can run for first downs. He extends plays, maybe able to, you know, see somebody over. Instead of taking like a three or four yard loss, he'll pick up maybe four or five yards on, on, a, on a play, which is, which is important to keep those chains moving. And then you hit on another one, Steve. And I think the word is accuracy. I mean, he hits guys mm. in stride. And in this yeah. league, if you can hit guys in stride, that'll move the ball down the field a lot faster than if somebody has to reach back for a pass. And instead of, you know, on third nine, only picking up seven, if you hit him in stride, maybe he gets 10, 11 and you move the chains again. It's so important, especially in the NFL. Well, what it does, and I'll use a hockey analogy, when you have a good goaltender, it gives you faith each night that you can win. And when you have a guy at quarterback that looks as good as 
Jones has, then everyone feels a little better about their play. And I know they're pros and I know they get paid to play. But the fact of the matter is, if you're on defense and you think you cannot outscore somebody, it puts more pressure on you. And when you're sitting on the bench and the chains are not moved and you're right back out on the field and you're gassed, you're ticked off. Now they actually have a chance. Let's not crown them Super Bowl champs. They still have a long way to go. And I think this week, you know, this week is setting up as such a letdown for the Giants because they play pretty well against uh, New England, you know, the score not indicative of the loss. And because they had a semi-bye week, that was a Thursday game, so a little more time to prepare. Everyone's excited. And here comes Arizona. Now, you know, I know Johnson had limited practice this week, but I guess he'll play. The Giants get chewed up by running backs. He's a horse. The other guy they run out there, Chase Edmonds, is going to be a pain in the tail to drag down. This sets up as... Giants fans saying, hey, here we are. And in a weakened division, if we can just win this game, we're right back in it. And they're going to walk out two and five if they're not careful. It has all the signs of that being the case. Overconfident, overconfident, overconfident. Yes. And how about huge game setting up this week in the division? You know, we talked about when the Giants were 0-2 and they got blasted by the Cowboys in week one that, you know, see you next year, fellas. Well, Philly and Dallas, the Cowboys have now lost three in a row. They were three and zero and off to the World or the Super Bowl. Now they've lost three in a row. Philly has not looked good. They got blasted last week. Terrible. Look at this. Yeah. If the Giants, you know, I'm going to say ifs and if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. But if they win uh, this weekend, they'll still remain, you know, only one game behind the division leader. And they still have games to play. They still have to play Philly twice. They still have Dallas at home. And, who would have ever saw that after they got whacked in Dallas on week one? No, no question. And that's why there's, to me, the great possibility of a letdown. The players yeah. may not let that happen. They're not having that mindset of like, we're world beaters. But you can see it being set up that way, that they think they're better than they are because they, they've they got this new quarterback. Saquon's coming back. Ingram's coming back. Uh, they almost, well, they had a good half little better than a half against the Patriots and look at us we got a shot because the division stinks and like I said then Washington upset San Francisco this week no that's not going to happen (laughs) (laughs) and suddenly the Giants are tied for last at two and five in the division rather than tied for first potentially uh with uh, and and Philadelphia, who knows, Dallas. later in the season, also the Giants have the Dolphins and the Redskins, two horrible teams. So, you know, back to back. So we, it, interesting in, in December. So, you know, if they're sniffing around at that time, you never know. And the big thing here is that Saquon's back, as, as Matt just mentioned. Huge. I mean, that's huge, man. Come on, That gives them a huge boost. You know what I'm interested to see is um, whether their defense, which has looked improved. I mean, say what you will about last Thursday night, they did play well against the vaunted Patriots. Now, maybe they were overlooking the Giants or maybe, um, you know, it was just an off night. They were in the New England backfield an awful lot. And, you know, let's see if they can build on that. I I think with Arizona's defense being as poor as it is, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Giants will be able to put points on the board, especially, as we mentioned, getting his weapons back. And Arizona has been able to score a lot this year as well. Both teams are putting, you know, Arizona scoring almost 23 points a game. Yeah. So 
the scoring has not been a problem for them. Let's see if this big, bad Giants defense now. We've got Marcus Golden calling himself the junkyard dog. He's going up against JYD, baby. Yeah, his old team. And, you know, he's got a lot to prove. He was in Tom Brady's face a lot on Thursday night. Yeah. Rookie O'Shane Zimenez has been a, a, a find. I mean, he's been uh, flying around the ball. The big guy, Trevor Lawrence, in the middle, starting to get some push. So let's see. You, you know, maybe they have something here. If they oh, can and- build off of that. Then maybe they're molding into a real team where the offense does does its thing and the defense is not giving up touchdowns on every possession. And by the way, John, their first round pick, DeAndre Baker, who you were killing, is playing better. Well, he couldn't play any worse, but yes, I'll tip <laughs> tip my hat. He's got uh, he they, they they ran up to get him in back into the first round, and hopefully he's rounding into the form that made him the best uh, defensive back in uh, in all of college football last year. All right, let's go to that other team. And, you know, the Jets uh, appeared to have a laugher of a season going here. And then, boom, Sam Darnold comes back with a cape and it passes for 338 yards. They beat the Cowboys. My God. Um, you know, look, they were lost. I mean, Luke Falk back there. I mean, they were completely lost. But, I mean, he certainly gave them a shot in the arm. And, it's, and now you realize just how important he is. Oh, how important any quarterback is, right? It'll be interesting to see what happens with Kansas City now that Mahomes is out. Uh, with that dislocated kneecap and and see how they respond. But uh, thankfully for them, they played a lifeless Broncos team last night. But uh, yeah, uh, the quarterback position is huge. Darnold's got that magic. He's got that charisma. Boy, I was really impressed. I, I had forgotten how quickly he makes reads. And, and the fact of the matter is, in this his second year, despite the fact that, you know, he was suffering from mono and sat out, uh, I didn't recognize it early on, and, and it, what a difference. I mean, he's so much better than he was last year. I mean, his recognition of, of uh, you know, his checkoffs, boom, 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 is so much faster, and he's gone and needed against the best defense in the National Football League and a team that has had the Jets' numbers uh, over the years, for sure. No doubt about that. I mean, we, we spoke, Matt, earlier in the week about, you know, positions and how important things are. You'd have to put quarterback as probably the most, if at the top, you know, top five or top three, even most important positions in all of sports. I mean, you saw what happened. Can't win without one. Can't win without one. No. And I don't mean to dump on Luke Falk because he was not a first, you know, first round draft pick, but he was a taxi squad guy. Completely different. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Completely different. And then not only that, what what it does is we have a competent guy back who can make all the throws, and and as we mentioned about Danny uh, Jones, he can extend plays as well. Darnold with his legs, he can run for first downs. But what pumps up the entire sidelines? The rest of the team, the defense was flying all over the field. Jamal Adams is a super player. He was everywhere on Sunday, and it, it just is you know team wide when you got some hope back there then it just really can spur everybody on and it was a complete team effort on on uh on Sunday they looked really good on both sides of the ball and they'll get some help on defense as CJ Mosley oh, is back, back in the yeah. lineup so He's they'll get better that mm-hmm. that that linebacker spot his absence has been felt mm-hmm. so but reality sets in right Matt i mean you got the patriots monday night oh boy but their offense yeah. isn't that good mm-hmm. Their offense is not that good this year, and they've they've scuffled a little bit. John pointed out, you know, the problems they had 
on uh, a week ago Thursday against the Giants, though they still won. It's their defense that just keeps bringing it. I, the Jets are going to have to defend against a, a team that's, uh, what, second in the league or top? Uh, they're I think they're second. 32 points a game, I think they score. Yeah, and and, and, I, th- and I think they're second in sacks. So, like, they're just going to keep coming, coming, coming. And, and they're giving up, as you mentioned, that defense. They've played a lot of crummy teams early on. Yes. But they're only giving up, I think it's eight points a game. I mean, think about that. That's, that's crazy. Eight it points is. a game through six games. The Patriots, that's going to be a tough, uh, a tough night for them. But then, listen, you got the Jags. All right, which are not the same team with this whole Jalen Ramsey mess. Uh, uh, you know, they got the Dolphins down there. You got the the Giants, and then you got the Redskins. So they've got an opportunity to get back into uh, into the. Uh, well, that's what they've the been talking about picture, right? all, all year long. They talked about the fact that the first six games, maybe the first eight, but certainly the first six were very, very hard. Even with a healthy Darnold, it would have been a struggle for the Jets. So it's always been about getting through at least the first six and maybe the first eight. But you're right. Jacksonville has taken a nosedive. So now uh, after this is where it gets easier for the Jets. But the Patriots are their nemesis. And it will be very interesting. It's a Monday night game. That always brings out a different animal in teams. Uh, I think it's Kevin Mawai night, too, as they yeah, honor they honor is. him for going into the Football Hall of Fame. They haven't beaten New England in seven straight games. So uh, let's see what, uh, what they might be able to do. I have a funny feeling it's going to be another night where the Jets fans go out muttering to themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Patriots yeah. are good. Let's face it. They've got the best defense. They've still got Brady. They still got Belichick. It's and are they a tough listen, night. But the Jets will be better served by Mosley's return, and they're better served by Darnold true. being their quarterback. And they're Without not even slightly I mean, you phased. You the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah, like we talked about the Giants getting Saquon back and Evan Engram. Getting C.J. Mosley back is mm-hmm. huge for this huge, team. He was sure. their big money guy in the offseason. He was all over the field against Buffalo. And once he went out of the game, that game was over. They were nothing and then it was yeah john you're breaking up a little hey johnny you're breaking up a little bit you'll have to move to another spot in the room there but we got the gist of your point which is it was a vitally important loss for the jets in that buffalo game Mm -hmm. things turned i mean he had the pick six he had the fumble recovery and then suddenly they couldn't stop a buffalo team so yeah no no question about it his is a huge return and everyone's choosed how about jamal you think jamal adams is happy like he's like man i got somebody else playing a little bit in front of me here's the problem Mm -hmm. though their cornerbacks aren't that good and the Patriots have time to pick apart yeah. teams. And they do have time to pick apart this team. Not only do they know the Jets, but they had that semi-bye week, too, because they played a week ago on Thursday. And so not, and not might only be a that, long night at MetLife. Yeah. And, we, and we talk about this all the time. I mean, the, the, how good the Patriots are is a broken record, right? But they're not phased at all going into MetLife. You know? Oh, no. It's just like, okay, it's, you know, another game here. And so that's the th- best part that. about the Patriots, so, right? So, yeah, absolutely. So businesslike. Yes. Yeah. And so the Jets are just going to have to play lights out. But, man, I mean, Sam Darnold, man, just a fantastic return. And, you know, there's no reason why he can't play like that on uh, on Monday night. Although the Patriots defense looks awfully good, too. Wow. You know, yeah, well, as we discussed, I mean, I giving up 48 points so far. I mean, they're, oh, yeah, Johnny talked about it. Eight points a game or whatever. I mean, it's they're, they're just locked down. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody's expecting the Jets to win. But wouldn't it be great on Monday night to have you know, the game in the fourth quarter and have it be a game. 
that would be that would be terrific yeah. to see if this um and get know, Booger all fired up. <laughs> yeah, it would be a lot of fun. That place would be rocking. Yeah, and Jamal Adams sure. running all over the field, getting into the backfield, and you know who's been playing well um, since he's been back. I know he's been banged up a little bit. Quinnen Williams had a nice game on Sunday, and remember that guy's a top draft pick. Yeah, he's a yeah. stud. Let's mm-hmm. see him get into the backfield a little more. And on the other side, how about Le'Veon Bell picking it up a little bit? I mean, it's been kind of, you know, I mean, look, they, look, come on, they had Falk back there. They were struggling big time. But now with Darnold back, a little more balance on offense, you think he'd be able to get it going as well. Yeah, had a touchdown. No had a touchdown last week. Uh, hasn't had 100 yards yet. But you no. know what? You you have to throw everything, everything out when it comes to the Jets without Darnold. Uh, look. They had nothing at quarterback. Uh, just, <laughs> no, they did. I mean, they really did. It's. I mean, you know how many quarterbacks there are playing football this weekend in America from Pop Warner through high school football, through college football on all levels? A lot. Mm-hmm. And Falk got to take snaps in an NFL game. So he's not bad from that standpoint. He doesn't belong at the top of the pyramid. He's never going to give Tom Brady a run for his money. But remember, anyone who can play one game in the NFL is among yeah. the elite who have ever, ever suited up. It's that tough to get there. So I don't want to yeah. knock the guy, but the reality is there are NFL quarterbacks and there are guys who are taxi squad guys who are good enough to play that role, but not good enough to lead a team. So you kind of have to throw everything out. If you don't have to respect the pass, all you're going to do is bunch up against the run. But you're and- right, Steve. Bell will be an option, and you know he—he's not Le'Veon Bell of two years ago or three years ago, but he's—he's he's better than hasn't I thought he chance. might be. You know, really he's better than I, I mean, thought yeah. he might be. The rust mm-hmm. is still there, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit, but his attitude's been good even through the losing. I thought that potentially was a problem. Seems that he's a great guy in, uh, at the training facility. So let's see what happens this week with the with a little more openness. And Robbie Anderson, you know, let's see what he can do. I mean, he's their best hope at wide receiver. He's not an all pro type necessarily, but Crowder's a nice uh, receiver too, you know? So uh, he's really good. Yeah. I like him. Maybe they could get a little cohesion there, a little chemistry with him and Sam Darnold. And and you know what else, guys? We talked about, um, you know, Falk, people knocking Falk for being back there and he, you know, he's in way over his head. Another guy who's been really getting knocked and he doesn't look so stupid anymore is Adam Gase. When you have a quarterback, in the backfield that can make all the throws and make all the decisions. The head coach doesn't look as dumb as all the writers and tweeters out there have, uh, have, have laid at his feet. I mean, he's been getting pilloried all over the place and he put together a nice game plan and Darnold was able to uh, execute it. So you got to have the players man. free for the head coach as well. Yeah. I, we don't know what Adam Gaze is as a coach, of course, but you've got to have the players. And if you have the players, yeah. you got a chance mm-hmm. to be a good coach. There's a great line. I've never been able to find out whether it's true or not, but never let the truth stand in the way of a good story. Warren Spahn, the hall of fame pitcher began his career with the Boston Braves. Casey Stengel was the manager. Warren Spahn ended his career with the expansion New York Mets. Casey Stengel was the manager. Stengel, of course, a Hall of Fame manager because in between there, he was the manager of the Yankees. (laughs) And they were dynastic, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, Spahn apparently disagrees with something that Casey does, pulls him out of a game, maybe not using him, whatever. And a reporter asks him about it, and Spahn says, 
I had the pleasure of playing for Casey before and after he was a genius. <laughs> and the hint there Good is stuff. he might not be a genius because he had players with the Yankees. I saw him without talent, not so much more, uh, not so much right. of a genius. So you can't judge a manager or a coach if they don't have the talent. You can only make so That's much true. chicken salad out of chicken feathers. And we'll That's see right. Jets. That's a great one. Jets playing Monday night against New England. So we'll uh, we'll uh, look forward to that. Big and weekend at MetLife. Yeah, no doubt. The place will be buzzing. Mm -hmm. Football crazy. Yeah, we'll have it all covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have to, since we're a New Jersey, New York site, uh, Matt, we do have to mention real quickly that the uh, Devils get their first win against the Rangers at, at the Rock. Huge. Can't understate how important it was. The Devils were the only winless team in the National Hockey League. There are a lot of teams with just four and six points. The Devils had two. But having blown leads at home, most recently Monday against Florida, bringing the assistant general manager down behind the bench for an extra set of eyes and ears. Everyone was walking kind of gingerly. The Rangers in town, it was set up that if you don't win that one, I don't know if there were going to be other dominoes that would fall immediately, but there were not a lot of good signs there, but they did win. Uh, they're breathing a lot easier. Now they got to carry it through on Saturday when they take on Vancouver, because in sports, it's mm. not what you did in the past. It's what sure. you're going to do for me today. So uh, the Devils will look to string two in a row. They've got a bunch of home games left and spread out a little bit. So they'll have time for more practices and more cohesion. A lot of new faces, a lot of new names on the team. No excuses. They had big leads in two home games. They should have come away with victories in both, at mm -hmm. least one of them. They didn't. So now uh, the pressure is still right. on, but Vancouver is the challenge on Saturday. Well, win against the Rangers is certainly a good start. So let's see if the Devils uh, pick it up. Uh, let's hope so. So uh, that'll do it for uh, this week's podcast. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. We got John McAlevey on the line. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. And we'll be back next week with plenty more sports talk. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.